Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, guys. And uh, today's episode is another episode about health tech. It's about another device. And this device is, we're still in the world of metabolism, um, but this device is about helping you to find your way to develop metabolic flexibility. And this is where, this is this ability that we would like to have where we can flip between burning fat for fuel and burning carbs for fuel in a healthy way. And um, my guest today is the founder and CEO of a company uh, that produces the Lumen device. Their website is lumen.me. And the, my guest is Daniel Tao. Um, and like I said, he's the CEO and founder of the company. And we talk about what brought him to do this, to take this on as a, as a business. Uh, they had a massive and very successful Indiegogo campaign a few years ago. And it's taken, it took them a couple of years, even after that, to really develop the app, the software, um, all the back end to make it robust enough so that as your device measures your output of carbon dioxide, it can then translate that into information through the app that gives you insight into whether or not you're in carb bur you're burning carbs or burning fat or somewhere in the middle. And then the app gives you feedback about how you should live your day to help you to build that metabolic flexibility. So anyway, I'm not going to explain it here. That's what the podcast is for, but that kind of gives you some insight. So this is really for, this device is going to be great for people who are looking for that metabolic flexibility. If you are committed to a ketogenic lifestyle and all you're interested in is ketones, this is not the device for you. We've already talked about one of those. This is really for people who are kind of looking to live in that more flexible state, more metabolically flexible. The website is lumen.me. On Instagram, it's lumen.me. And on Facebook, they have a Facebook community, which is also, you guessed it, lumen.me. If you decide you simply must have one of these devices, then you can go to lumen.me and use promo code BIONAT is going to save you $25 on the cost of your device. And what else? If you get value from this podcast, you guys know what to do. Please leave us a review. Send me your comments, your questions. I love hearing from you guys. I love what you love, what you don't like, what you want to know more of. If you ever have questions about anything, leave it for me, whether it's on YouTube or if you're a member of my Facebook group, which is bio, it's optimizing superhuman performance um, or my MeWe group, which is biohacking superhuman performance, or you can always reach out to me through my website, which is natnidham.com, or you can find me on Instagram, which is at Natalie Nidham. So many different places to find me. You can also find me on Clubhouse. Um, I host a room um, every other Wednesday at 8.30 in the morning. We really focus on peptides and bioregulators, but I'm always happy to answer questions about anything else that you may have picked up in this podcast. So I'm always here for you. I always love hearing from you guys. Um, and remember that if you get value from this podcast, to share it with your friends, your family, your networks, um, because that's how we grow. And that's how we're ultimately able to reach more and more people 
and help more and more people. So I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for being here. And today I'm just gonna roll right into our sponsor spot. So don't go away. No, no, because our sponsor is amazing. And the sponsor for this episode is Oxford HealthSpan. Oxford HealthSpan makes the most amazing supplement called Primadine, which is the most beautifully sourced supplement of spermidine on that I have found. And yes, spermidine is a bit of an unfortunate name. However, it is an amazing compound. Spermidine from a longevity perspective, from a promoting cellular health is virtually unmatched. Okay. So it hits seven of the nine markers of aging. This little compound, which your body can make, but we make less and less of it as we age, this compound can help to protect your DNA. It can help to correct misfolding of proteins that happens more and more as we age. It helps your cells to communicate with each other more effectively. It helps to upregulate autophagy, and it even helps to lengthen telomeres, specifically in cardiac muscle, and, and so much more. So it is one of these supplements that has now become for me and for most of my clients, I, I'm going to actually say all of my clients, it is becoming a foundation supplement. It is for somebody who's looking for longevity, somebody who's looking to take care of themselves at a cellular level. This stuff is amazing. I take it every day. I've been taking it every day for the last eight months. And I would know, say that I noticed within the first couple of months, I noticed that my nails were much healthier. My skin started to improve my hair. You know, there were places I was starting to, my hair was starting to thin a little bit. It's gotten fuller. Uh, my mom, my mom who's in her eighties, I mean, you would never know that she's in her eighties to look at her. So don't tell her I told you, but her hair started to get bigger. I mean, her hair was thinning and all of a sudden she started to notice that her hair was getting thicker. So it's pretty amazing stuff. Um, I would encourage you to read up about it and give it a shot. Um, there are lots of posts on my Instagram feed about primidine specifically, but about spermidine um, and the health benefits. But if you decide you want to give it a try, you can go to, you can go to primidine.com. So that's the word prime with A-D-I-N-E at the end.com. Use promo code BIONAT1515 this time, and you get to save 15% off of your purchase. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Let me know what you think of the episode and enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast, Daniel Tai. It is such a pleasure to meet you today, finally. <laughs> thank you, Daniel Tal. Yes, it's a, it's a pleasure, Natalie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, look, this was a long time in the making. I think we tried, I think it's been, I think we've been going back and forth for almost two months now trying to make it all work. So yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, I always want to be on, on, on podcast and to be out there. And it's always a struggle from like diving in, working internally, building a team, scaling that team. And also, you know, sharing the vision with our customers and with people who are opinion leaders like yourself. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad it happened. Me too. Okay. So I always like to start my podcast with a little bit about my guests. So can you tell us a bit about yourself? What brings you to, to this point today? Like what's been your journey and why, why this? Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a theme. So 
I'm an entrepreneur. I'm uh, 39 years old. I've uh, been building companies for uh, basically all my professional lives have been in, in entrepreneurship and building companies. Uh, Lumine is my third one. Uh, some of it before succeeded, some of it failed. Uh, what I can say is that I collected in my journey people that uh, stayed with me. So all these companies have been uh, with two co-founders that have been with me. Now we're celebrating our 17 year together. Nice. And, uh, and to, uh, to top that, Lumen is actually the brainchild of my spouse, Michal, and her twin sister, Mirav. So uh, those are people I collected or they collected me um, <laughs> almost uh, 20 years ago. So uh, it, it is a journey and it's a journey of, you know, being with those people and gradually uh, getting all of them together to build something. Yeah. Um, I'm a dad. I'm a father of uh, nine years old twins and, uh, and a toddler, a two years old uh, kid. And, nice. And I live in Tel Aviv. We work here in Tel Aviv. So we, we built Lumen basically from, from Israel even though our market is the U.S. and the States and yeah. so forth. So, so what, what led your wife to, like, what is it about this technology that, that struck a nerve? Like, why, what, is your wife in the medical profession? Or, and she's like, dude, we really need this in the world. Or does she need, is it something that she wanted to have? Like, what, you know, because if you, you're, you're a business guy, right? So at the end of the day, you're like, find me a good business that makes sense. That's going to, you know, may hope, I don't know how much making the world a better place measure counts in your world yeah. or, but you're the business guy. So someone somewhere had to have this need or this perceived need or identified this niche for you. Yeah. I, I, it's a, yeah, it's a good, it's a good framing. I think I'm a, I'm a product guy more than a business guy because eventually what drives my imagination is uh, what is the place for the product and then the business around that. So okay. I'm not, I, I was never the optimizer around the best business to create it. What fascinated me is like the place of new products in the world and what is the opportunity for them to grow, which numbers still don't tell that story. Mm -hmm. And so, so this is what drove us to be us. I mean, Bro, Avi and myself, the business guys and, or the product guys looked at this uh, space of wellness. And uh, we said, there is no data here. Uh, and people will want to know what what they should eat and what they should do, not just according to marketing and according to information they can they can collect but actually according to what's happening in their body mm -hmm. and at the same time uh, my spouse and her twin sister Michal and Merav they come from the science they they are researchers PhDs uh, with very similar passions in life by the way so they're both PhDs in the space of cardiology cardiac arrhythmia mm -hmm. Uh, both of them are Ironman competitors, so they engaged in extreme sports for quite some time. And nutrition was always their uh, secret weapon to some extent. They were feeding themselves in different times during the day, sometimes during the night. And this what basically al what allowed them to, uh, to stay and engage in training and in competition and become 
really top of their class to some extent. So they went to study nutrition after their PhD. Um, and then they realized that they will not be nutritionists per se, because they don't feel that uh, nutritionists have the tools to really educate people on, or the feedback loop on under you understand what's happening. And that was uh, their moment of realization that they will not become nutritionists. So they were looking for their next move in their career. I was after selling a successful startup, but about 20 pounds overweight. And I was looking to understand my own body. And in, within those discussions and a lot of wine in the evenings, some <laughs> the concept was formed very naively, I would say because I'm not a hardware entrepreneur. I don't come from, from building uh, real stuff. And I, I used to build software before. Right. Um, but the, the concept that was formed in 2014 is still valid today. What we do is we allow people to have a glance into their own metabolism. And from that, to build a journey of insights and learning into, okay, what is fueling my body and, and how do I feel and what gets me to my goals as I understand those shifts between car burning, fat burning, and more concepts that we build on top of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. So you founded the company in 2000. Is Lumen been around for since 2014 or when did the, when did the Lumen actually come to market? Yeah, it took us a lot of time. We founded the company in 2014, uh, but Lumen came to market at a pre-sale on Indiegogo. Uh, it was a pre-sale campaign in 2018, uh, mid-2018. So it took us a lot of time to build the technology, to develop the sensor, to validate the technology against gold standard uh, devices. So we can have the certainty that we will build, will bring it to market, and we'll be able to stand behind what it's what it shows, and uh, that people will actually use it. So, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. even though it was before market, Lumen, uh, we've been in customer discovery journey since um, 2000, late 2017, with seven users every week that we onboarded that used the. Uh, let's say a, a robust prototype that showed what's happening, but it was a, a tedious process. It was, uh, and and most of the time, what we have been building is actually the software, the journey that that uh, wraps the measurement itself. I mean the app. Yeah. 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 Well, for sure. I mean the app is ultimately where people are going to be able to interpret the results and and get value from. The reading. I mean, the reading doesn't mean much without context, right? So, so now in terms of, so when I was reading it, you know, you, I'm like reading through the Q and A, like the FAQs and the studies and the whole nine yards, and so it seems though to me that Lumen is really appropriate, but for a very specific type of person, like it's not, it's not every person's device necessarily, and I'm guessing that that has to do with what the technology is actually reporting on. Um, so when I was looking at it, you know, I, it was interesting in the FAQ, like who is Lumen appropriate for, yeah. you know, it's, it seems to that and the, and the research, and maybe I'm wrong, like, cause I didn't, I didn't see all of the background oh, of the research, but it seems to me that it's more appropriate for a younger person who's still fairly metabolically 
healthy because you know when they, when you look at the who shouldn't use it <laughs> people who have metabolic or metabolic conditions which is a lot of people um, respiratory conditions which is interesting i'm curious to know about that is you know is that because you know it's an interesting process measuring your breath because you have to be able to exhale fully and inhale fully and i can see that someone with, for example, asthma, COPD, which you list right. as people who probably aren't going to be able to get the most or use the technology. Um, but then also people with clinical obesity. So can you explain a little bit about, you know, who the people are that really should be using it and why maybe some of these other people, other than the people who have restricted breathing, which is a gimme, like if you can't draw a full breath and ex expel a full breath without losing your marbles, then you're, right. you're not going to be able to make use of it. Yes, I, I would say that those limitations are, are not about the technology and really not about, um, it's, it's an opportunity for us. But because we validated Lumen on healthy people and we started with healthy people and the software and the app is geared into reflecting what is good and what is bad in metabolism for healthy people, then we framed Basically, we framed the people who can use the, the device as healthy. I can say that we're already in research with people who are clinically obese, people who are pre-diabetic. This is definitely the opportunity, but I will give an example really from a day-to-day -day measurement. So people who have uh, obesity and, uh, let's say, clinical, clinically obese, and their body is so fat adapted because they have so much free fatty acids, so many free fatty acids in their blood. Even when they eat a cake, their body will take that sugar, those carbs, and will convert them into fats in the liver and will immediately use that sugar as, as fat, as, as fat as, a, as the go-to fuel. For a healthy person- You're saying right? they, burn, they burn fat for fuel? They will burn. They will burn fat for fuel as a go-to fuel, which is not what we would expect from. A, Wouldn't that mean that they'd be in ketosis? Yes, they will be in a bad ketosis. Though it's not. A, it's not a ketosis, by the way. It's free fatty acids. It's not burning ketone bodies. It's actually burning the the fat, the burning fat that we generate from from the liver in a process called lipogenesis. So, as when you, as you said before, it's all about the context, right? And we could see a person who is burning extremely well fats, but that's, that happened to him if he ate carbs. So from a metabolic perspective, that's not well, that's not flexibility. That's not fat, that's, he's not carb adapted, mm -hmm. right? And the app should be able to help you as a customer interpret that specific phenomenon. But we haven't yet baked all the features that can support people with different metabolic disorders. So as we started, we said, we will show what we know and we'll show, we'll give the tool for people who are healthy because this is, this is us. This is, this is, it was tested and the genesis was healthy people and people who are, who are, they want to lose weight. They want to lose a few pounds. They want to be healthier but not clinically obese because we haven't yet tested this on clinically obese. So the truth is that we're getting in that direction. It's not about the technology. It's not about anything, but those people require a different journey in the app. And that journey is not yet there.
Interesting. So, so what's, so what's a perfect, what would be a perfect day for someone? So it seems to me that the app dictates, it says, or it, it sets the expectation that you should wake up in a ketogenic state, right? It, it almost kind of cheers for you if you're in the one, two in the fat burning. Right. And, you know, otherwise it's saying, you know, you're burning fat and carbs or you're just burning carbs. And, and then it seems to want to send you back into a fat burning state, which is interesting because, you know, you, you, it's interesting just from the, the place of genesis of the app, because, you know, the, the, where you live is not typically a very ketogenic society. No. <laughs> And and honestly, yeah, true. Mediterranean is not the the classic keto uh, uh, culture. No culture, but but um, I would I would frame something maybe a bit differently. Waking up on fat burn doesn't mean that you're in a ketogenic state. There is, uh, you can become keto, you can become ketogenic, but you can use free fatty acids. There is a phase before your body starts building up ketone bodies, mm -hmm. that the body will be using free fatty acids, okay? They will be a fuel source for the body. Uh, ketone bodies are only generated after a certain period of time. So Lumen is not really putting you in a, I would say a mild ketosis. It's not deep ketosis every morning, but yes, wow. we want to see your body waking up after a period of six, seven, eight hours of fasting on a, on a fat burn. It doesn't mean that you're now deep into ketosis. It, it didn't take you all that long. You didn't have to avoid carbs for the last three or four days. No, you, your body is shifting healthily to, uh, to fat burn in the morning. And then we want to feed you during the day and, and show you basically what happens in your body when you eat and you, we want to see that ability to shift toward carbs at certain points in time, but still we want to make sure that the next morning you wake up on fat burn. And that's a measurement of health to some extent, but that's also a method to, to lose weight uh, because metabolic flexibility, your ability to use fats and carbs very efficiently as they're available in your diet or unavailable Mm -hmm. is basically uh, the skill that will allow you to lose weight and maintain it eventually because it's not uh, your body can respond well to carbs if you have them in your diet your body can can comfortly rely on fats your own body fats and fats from from your nutrition and that's what lumen is is aiming for to journey fun hmm. so then what's so then what, okay, I'm still, I'm still a little bit confused because is the objective to use the whole, the whole scale, like the scale that it, it gives me measurements, I go from one to five, right? And, the, and from what I understand, the, the range of correlation to your carbon dioxide, right? Yes. Which is what you're using to measure what, um, what state the person's in. From in terms of RER, respiratory quotient, that whole thing is fairly narrow. It's from 0 0.7 to 1.0. Yes. 
Yes. Anything over one starts to get unreliable. Anything under one, 0.7, not super reliable either. So is the one to five somewhere between 0.7 and 1.0? Yes, it's not that it's uh, our measurement because we measure just CO2. So we have a correlating metric to the RER that you, you shared before. So it will be a range of CO2, your personal CO2 range that will reflect that 0.7, which is carb metabolism to one, which is, sorry, fat metabolism yeah. to I'm one, like, which is carb metabolism. Wait, this whole time? Oh my God. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. And, uh, and that's, yes, that's the range. That's the range we show. It's currently presented in a scale of one to five. Uh, we would like to see people, um, so let me take that backward. Okay. People want to come with different jobs to Lumen. Some of them want to lose weight. Some of them want to make sure they're eating in a healthy manner. Some of them, it's a, it's a serious weight loss journey. And for some, it's they want to tweak something or validate the fasting uh, routine they already have or uh, their keto diet or anything else. And basically what Lumen does is shows them a metric of metabolic flexibility that can be, let's say, the accelerator or the, the compass towards your own goal. So if you want to lose weight, what Lumen will show you as a customer is that you, once you start increasing your metabolic flexibility, you will see the weight goes down as well. And so instead of putting the first goal as a weight loss goal, we basically frame it as what is healthy? Let's understand what is a healthy metabolism, how that should behave. So to your question, do we need to see the whole scale? Yes, we want to see a range. A flexible, healthy metabolism means that you will be using carbs from time to time completely, and you'll be very comfortably shifting back to fats. Uh, where does it fall in the journey in context? You measure one time in the morning at fasting, and that's the routine that we're nurturing. And slowly we're adding more points in time that we can give you insights on, on your metabolism. But the anchor is measuring every morning at fasting and seeing that your body is fat enough, basically. Right. And so... And so does, does the algorithm or does the app learn over time with a person? Like, does it, does it behave differently? Will it behave differently with me in after using it for a month, let's say, versus when I first start with it? Yes. So it's, uh, so the next evolution after we show you your measurement will give you a nutrition plan for the day. And that will include your macros with a certain focus on, on carbs and how many carbs servings you should have today. Um, and as you report back to the app, what you did the, the following day, we'll ask you a few questions. We take into account a lot of data points. We take into account your sleep hours. We take into account your activity level, your workout routine. Uh, we look at a lot of parameters that can help us, even the fasting uh, or eating window. And what we do with that is we try to find that one habit, that next habit that you should probably nudge in the right direction that will help you to get to fat burn in the morning in a better way, in a more efficient way. 
So for some people, following their nutrition recommendation is easy, but what we see is that stress and sleep deprivation, this is the thing that is preventing them from getting to fat burn in the morning. Um, things we haven't, and this is a thing we could see in the literature and we could have imagined, things that were surprising to us by looking at those million uh, measurements we have every month, of data that is pouring in, that women on their monthly cycle will also experience in a certain week, they will experience uh, a shift into uh, car burn in the morning, even if they've been eating everything in the right manner. So these are things that started as anomalies and questions from our audience. And gradually we, we tune our research group into these places yeah. and realize that okay, there has never been a metabolic measurement in real time in context before. This is a metric that exists in clinics and um, it was never tested in this type of environment. A lot of the, let's say, healthy people measuring several times a day, there aren't no uh, research articles about those. So the science is not now getting there in a way and Lumen is helping in this uh, position so it's also a journey of learning for us. And then we reflect back to the user. Now we allow women on Lumen to manage their cycle as well. Yeah, well, I was going to say it's a very interesting point you bring up because definitely I've interviewed a few people recently that speak and there's a growing number of women in the biohacking space, if you will, who yeah. have really honed in and focused on how a woman's metabolism changes, like premenopausal pre women's metabolism really changes from week to week in her cycle and how there's weeks where you almost don't want to be on a ketogenic diet. There's exactly. weeks where you're going to be in a much better place if you, like you're in a much better position to fast. And so it's, all, I mean, it's interesting when you talk about thinking about baking that kind of, information into an app for women at different stages of their life. And, and we realize, and you frame it before, it's all about the context. It's not, it's, it's a complex metric. Mm -hmm. So it's not just good or bad. Fat burn is good. Carbon is bad. No. So we also do not encourage people at all to, to stay ketogenic for life because you lose that skill of using carbs as, as a legitimate fuel as well. So yeah. So what is the balance and when and the timing? So selling uh, a diet is easy because there are five rules, right? Yeah. There are things you need to do and things you should avoid. Selling balance is horrible. Um, and it's hard. It's hard. And yeah. in a way, in a world without data, I would even say that it's impossible because how can you tune yourself into against what? Yeah. So as I see it, the advantage of, biohacking and, and feedback loop on things that you're doing is eventually uh, that diets will become obsolete in, in a way. Absolutely. Because, because ketogenic diet is a skill, is a strategy. It's probably not uh, a way of life for, for healthy people for the long term. Uh, this, is, this is maybe my, uh, my agenda or my philosophy, but as I see it, and I've experienced those uh, uh, entering into, into keto and back, and I see a lot of people trail in that, and a lot of them succeed, but also a lot fail. 
And, well, I, um, think, I think it's a, it's, you know, I think it's a tool. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. for me, like I'm, I started off, I, I am a nutritionist and, but the work that I do with people is very personalized because it's to your point, there's no, first of all, the ketogenic diet may even look different from person to person. Right. And there's different reasons for being on a ketogenic diet right? There's, I mean, if certain people who have certain illnesses may need to be in a ketogenic state more, or frankly, yeah, yeah. like, I mean, the, the personalization of diet is one of the most underserved areas, because it's hard. There is no data to, to, to personalize against. So no, there's you only you. Take your- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> That's that's our. This is why we believe that this is uh, that there is something huge here, and that's uh, and and it's not just Lumen. It's it's Lumen with all the plethora of devices and and uh, analytics that will be collected mm-hmm. that can really start uh, uh, giving insights. So, so just Lumen with the mix of Garmin or Apple Watch. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah can give you so much more. Uh, understanding sleep correlation to metabolism, that's huge as of, as of itself. Or if you have a method like HRV to look at stress and try to correlate that as well, um, that could also be uh, profound for people to understand. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm, that is the reason that I'm not getting a, a one or a two in the morning. I'm getting a three. And it has nothing to do with my nutrition at this period of time. So let's talk a little bit about the integrations that you've now already developed with other devices. So you mentioned the Apple Watch and the Garmin. Is there anything else? And why did you pick those? Just yes. out of curiosity, because I love, you know, Garmin for me as a, in terms of what I do, I think is great. I'm not so keen on the, the Apple Watch for, for biometrics, but why don't you tell us a little bit about what you picked? Yeah. So, so I think in Garmin, we found partners that, um, that can see that vision and we can actually work with. Uh, Apple is a bit harder to work with, especially <laughs> when, you're, uh, when you're just getting started in this domain. Uh, yeah. But Garmin, uh, we're amazing and we've been working together to build features for people who are using the watch. Um, and, uh, and it gives us a lot of, depth into research actually. So a lot of the things we, uh, we, uh, we do in research, but also with our, our customers is looking at, uh, for example, heart rate, resting heart rate before a measurement. Mm-hmm. That could have an impact, right? If your body is now in an in a elevated heart rate because you've been walking around, energy, uh, like the, the metabolic fuel should also be shifting towards carbs because carbs are a more, let's say, uh, the go-to fuel uh, in, in, your, uh, in your life. So in a sense, we're looking to understand uh, relations and make the uh, measurement even more accurate and adding more levels by looking at, uh, at resting heart rate. That's, uh, that's interesting for us. What is interesting for the customers is yeah. uh, seeing the whole picture, seeing that everything is connected because we know that everything is connected, but we have silos of data in different places. So Lumen can show you your metabolism. Garmin can show you your activity. Um, 
But customers don't care about looking for their data in different places. They have a goal and they have a certain job. And when you want to achieve that job, you want all the information to come to you. You want everything to be coherent and you want to see the trends on, on the platform that you work for the job in it. So in Lumen, our job is metabolic health or a customer's job is could be weight loss or, or building muscle mass. And for that, we need all the data to tell this round story of, look, you have been 20% more active in the past week. This definitely contributes to your flexibility and to your morning fat burns. So connecting those dots actually helps people program themselves into better habits. The moment people see that mm-hmm. one extra hour of sleep could make an impact, sure. um, they, they agree to adopt it. Yeah, no, I mean, that's why we use um, biometric devices for sure, because it helps people to understand the relationship between their actions and how it affects their bodies. So, so it, you said something interesting. If somebody's walking around and measures, does a lumen measurement, it's going to affect the reading. So how long should someone be sitting? Because Lumen, the directions you get from the app are, okay, take a seat. And then, you know, which I'm always curious. I'm like, well, why do I have to sit down? Like I'm standing. I don't want to go find a chair. And, and but how, how long does it take? Like, should it really be have a seat, breathe for a minute, which of course nobody's going to want to do, but I'm just asking in a perfect world, <laughs> would we get people to sit themselves down and do a minute or two of, of appropriate breathing so that you then get a better um, measurement? Or is that actually going to skew the data in a different direction? So in a, so in a perfect world, yes. We want people to sit down and be relaxed. And it comes from you know, our scientific efficacy to some extent, right? Yeah. This, the gold standard we compare against is people lying down very calmly for 45 minutes and breathing into a machine and eventually averaging your results. What Lumen managed to do is to reduce that time and the amount of breath and to get a single measurement. But so, so and we've done that with, uh, with CO2 sensor and a flow sensor. The, we omit the O2. So the, for, for the assumption that we can omit the O2 sensing element, we need to know that you are at about 10 BPM from your resting heart rate, oh, right? Well, if your resting heart rate is 50, we need you to be around 60 max. Um, and yes, if you're standing, if you're walking, it could change. To what extent? Uh, it really depends and it's really personal. Yeah. Uh, for me, I can measure standing up, but because I'm not, I'm not all, all the audience and I don't represent all of them. We try to restrict it, to restrict it as much as we, as we can. And you're right. A lot of people don't want to sit down to take that measurement and make a, uh, um, a ceremony or a ritual of, of <laughs> mindfulness around it. They want the data. So, oh, yeah. And they want it on the fly. I mean, I they want it on the fly. Yeah, but but I can say that this is also there is a research team here that is working not just to build more scientific papers, but actually applicable research to make this experience uh, easier and smoother. 
So when we launched, we used to ask people to do that flow of breathing two or three times every session. So you would sit down and you would take a lumen measurement and we'll ask you for another one. And in many cases, we'll ask you for the third one as well. So it would take about 135 seconds <laughs> and with a lot of, yeah, to take a measurement. And today with data science and with our ability to create things that predict based on all your behavior, uh, the, what is what is going to be the right the correct results for you we managed to get 50% of our customers are breathing one time to get a measurement and the other 50 cases are getting uh in in a two measurement like in a two yeah i, so, I get asked for two a lot so what does that mean yeah. it, it it doesn't mean anything other than that that uh your uh parameters when you take the first one are probably not uh, in tune with the classic, let's say, uh, uh, measurement, or the system hasn't learned you enough to uh, build that confidence to give you uh, a, a result in one shot. Um, and we're progressing all the time. It's really amazing to see how how we can we can perfect the experience to people without replacing devices just by having our algorithms run in the background and in the cloud. And whenever you take a measurement, the data comes to us. So if we have a new method to analyze it and to feed you back with the insights or a measurement result, which is improved, we can do it. We can perfect that device for you, even, even though and you don't need to do anything about the device uh, or the, the actual hardware. Yeah. So you feel that, so basically the, the technology I hold in my hand is, is within reason, kind of, it's all I need. What's really going to improve, what's going to change over time is going to be the algorithms that you run in the machine learning. So are you using AI to tumble the information from all these people that are using the device? You know, you get, you get something like Viome, for example, like that gut test. And Naveen Jain was very clear when he launched that company that it was only going to get smart and better over time as more right. and more and more people used it and they got more data to crunch. Is that a similar situation with you guys? It, it definitely is. And it's not just uh, from the device perspective or the measurement perspective. It's actually from the journey. Yeah. Right? If I learning. understand what works for you what habits and what changes you made in your life that were uh, effective. And we see effectiveness in a way. And we see that on, on a long-term scale. So I can recommend that to people like you at the same uh, age or in the same, with the same habits or with the same access to food, right? right. For some people, their problems are, are, are different because of the, their environment. So, we, we take that approach not only in the, uh, on the science aspect or, or the measurement, it really ties into everything we do. Yeah. That's so I'm just looking at my app now. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not reading my email, I swear. <laughs> just like, <laughs> some people are just listening to this. They don't, they don't see me. But, um, but it doesn't ask me for a lot of detail about what exactly I'm eating, right? Yeah. Like there's not, that's yeah. not kind of baked into the app at this point. No, but or it's a, even it doesn't really care where I get my 30 grams of carbs from. It's like just, you know, if you want to get them from a chocolate bar or from a bag of carrots, it doesn't care that much or it doesn't 
it's not taking that into account at this point. True, it's not, but it's going to change. Um, yeah. We are building that. I think what we wanted to understand at the beginning and to 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 frame is to see what is the value of the tool and how much learning can be done in the at the hand of the customer itself, especially early adopters that are super aware mm-hmm. of what they're eating and everything. So the tool can be um, almost good enough for, for a cohort of, of our customers. Just having that tool, they already do their food logging somewhere else. They already know everything. They're, they're using uh, CGMs or whatever. Yeah. Uh, now, as we understand, you know, we have uh, some data from customers and we, we understand what is the need and what is the job much better. We're baking those things into the, the, the app as well. And so, so have, have you thought about um, joining forces with one of the food logging apps? Because that would ultimately, I mean, you could build that into your I think it's not a it's not a, a complex thing to build. I think there are uh, different there are commonalities, but also differentiations from the way we look at uh, what should be counted, what should be tracked, and what is healthy. For example, we don't see every carb as equal. No, right? You don't look at carbs as carbs. We look more on net carbs, and this is something that immediately you uh, erase a lot of different apps that look at calories as the main uh, pillar to uh, for macro breakdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Lumen, you have things that are free because we believe in health before everything else. And we, we do not believe that uh, eating raw vegetables uh, can should be counted or even should be considered as, uh, as something that could go off your budget. Um, and that's, uh, so there is the food logging aspect or, or, or budgeting or counting. It's something that we're building now into, into Lumen really to make the customer's experience more, uh, more coherent. So you can, you can learn as you go, really what works for you. Yeah. And we can have more data as you mentioned. Okay. So, um, So another question for you then. So how does, so there's a couple of these devices out there right now that measure metabolism, but everybody's using a different metric, right? It seems to me. So Lumen is very specific. You're looking at carbon dioxide, which correlates to certain phases of metabolism that is, so you're not really looking at whether or not a person is in ketosis. No. You're really looking at the substrate that is being used to, to fuel the body at that moment in time. Yes. And well, that's a really interesting more. distinction to make, right? Because yeah. I think that that people automatically assume, oh, they're measuring my breath, they're measuring metabolism. They're automatically, the, the, the immediate assumption is, perfect, I don't have to poke my fingers anymore to find out if I'm ketosis, I can just use this thing. And frankly, it's almost kind of like, not the point here. It's kind of not the point. I think it should be, uh, so I'll, ex- I'll explain through the technology what is the difference. Yeah. Um, so Lumen measures CO2. That's the main sensor that we, we use. And CO2 is uh, an exhaust of carb metabolism. So yeah. when our, our, it's chemistry, when our, our cells are using carbs as fuel, there is more CO2 in the blood. And then more CO2 is eliminated through the breath. 
Um, and in the gold standard classic measurement, you should account that into the O2 that you uh, inhale. So it's a ratio between the CO2 you eliminate and the O2 that you consume. Um, a different perspective into metabolism could be looking at acetone as an exhaust of, of fat metabolism. But, and this is where it becomes a bit more complex, acetone builds up as a ketone body way deeper into fat burn. So it's, you can burn fats and have no traces of acetones or ketones in your body. There is a because you're not in ketosis. You're not in ketosis, and because ketones are are a byproduct of let's say late fat metabolism. Okay. So you can work on fat, and then at a certain point in time, let's say two days into uh, into fat burning, you start getting really building up those ketone bodies, and those can be measured through an acetone sensor or by pricking your blood. The problem is that they don't, uh, they they do not provide a solid feedback loop because you kind of already know what you're doing. You're you're eliminating carbs and for or fasting for a prolonged period of time, and you need to push your body into production of of ketones, and Lumen doesn't uh, encourage that push in a way. We want to see that mid ground of just burning fat, which is okay. It's kind of mild ketosis. You will not see that in normal breath sensors that look at acetone. You will, but it's really going to be mild. And this is why other tools that will uh, measure metabolism will usually accompany a keto diet because they want you to see those extreme levels of, of uh, acetone because this is what they basically measure. They can say how deep into ketosis you are. And you're not concerned with that at all, really. No, we are thinking. Well, I, mean, of, uh, it I mean, but the but the sensor's not about that. Like this, the Lumen device is not going to help me understand how deep in ketosis I am. Not at the moment. Maybe in the future it will. Yeah. Maybe it's an evolution. But but if you like, if we come from the problem, the problem is is uh, finding your balanced life and and building towards a healthy metabolism. Acetone cannot be a, a good tool for that. Acetone mm -hmm. or, or, or just measuring ketones could not sell you on the balance uh, right. because it will not show you that shift toward carbon. It will not show you how ready for a workout, for example, you are if you want to, if you are using carbs as a fueling uh, source for, for, your, uh, for your life or for your efforts or for working out, you will not see that. Um, you'll see the absence of the acetone. Yes, you'll see the you acetone. Know, like, I mean, you'll see it in the absence, uh, in the lack, you know, if you're not producing acetone, you're, and, you know, for certain types of workout, being in ketosis yeah. is great. For other great. types of workout, it sucks. I, like, I agree. <laughs> it's, I agree. So it gives a different, I think it gives a different, par a different paradigm. I think that in a world where uh, carbs are important, and they consist of significant portion of our, our nutrition. And I think uh, for most people, most of the time they should. Mm -hmm. um, it, then, then you need that feedback loop to, to look at that side of the gamut anyway. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I, you know, it's always, 
you try to come into these, I try to come into these podcasts kind of understanding as much as I can. And it's always interesting when I learn more than I understand. You know what I mean? Like we're always learning and Lord knows there's one thing I've learned is I'm always learning, but this nuance that what Lumen is really about is understanding your metabolic flexibility and is not particularly concerned with that extreme state of ketosis is really, you know, it makes it, and it's going to make it super appropriate for some people and not completely not the right tool for other people. And that's okay. Like you can't, you can't be everything to all people, but, but I do think that particularly in this, in, in this world where so much emphasis is being put are on, are you in ketosis? Are you in a fat burning state? And, and in a way you're, you've created a device that's more about the person that's not particularly interested in being necessarily in a hardcore ketogenic state is more interested in understanding the nuances of, of metabolic flexibility so that they can, they can switch substrates. Right. But, but the premise really is, and I do believe this, that we should kind of wake up in a fat burning state every morning. And, you know, it, it pains me when I look at my, and I, you know, I'm still a little ticked off at my lumen because I think it's penalizing me for something I'm not doing because I don't, I just don't eat a lot of carbs. I'm not on a ketogenic diet, but I don't eat a lot of carbs. And I absolutely have a minimum of 12 hours between my last meal of the day and my first meal of the day. And that bloody thing is like, well, you're, you're burning carbs. And I'm like, screw you. I'm not (laughs) want to argue with it. (laughs) Like, and then there's no one to argue with. (laughs) I, I, I get that. And I, and it's, um, and it's interesting. Can I ask you if you measure ketones as well in parallel? You try to look at that, or you even trying yeah, to? So I've so I've measured acetone side by side by yeah. side, and they don't always seem to match up. They don't always seem to line up. Now I haven't been using either device for a very long time. There's a possibility, particularly in the case of the lumen, as I understand it now. It's a pot. I mean, look, the CO two is is it's there or it's not, right? Right. Um, the only thing is, you know, how sensitive it is to stress is another, you know, I've had a couple of stressful events lately. So, and I'll wake up feeling more stressed some days than others. So is that enough to skew my, my percentages? I don't know. So guys, just, I am going to come out with this. We had to edit, we had to cut a piece out because all of a sudden, um, like a, a bell went off for Daniel, like physically an actual bell because there's a memorial happening today. So he had to step away from the podcast. So if this is kind of choppy, guys, you're going to have to excuse us. We are just finishing up now. Um, and I guess the last thing I want to ask Daniel is, is there anything else you want to leave the audience with or talk about before we move on? Like, I mean, clearly this is, this is, this is pretty cool because this is a project that's very much in evolution. It's a product that's in evolution with the learning at the same time. So um, what else do we want to leave our audience with today? I will leave your audience. That is uh, it's, like you say, it's a learning experience for you. It's a learning experience for us. It's also a journey for us. We don't know everything about metabolism because in a way we invented the tool. And now looking at the data and, and looking at the community and being on podcasts with people who 
who uh, know nutrition and work in this domain, we learn a lot and we know also how to tweak the product and we know how to, where to research. So first I want to thank you for, yeah. for, for this opportunity and for your engagement. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious about you know, the potential of Flumen, but also what will come up from the community. So yeah. that is my goal. If, uh, if your audience will join and, and see how we engage the community, that will be uh, probably the most amazing uh, aspect for us. You can buy Lumen on, on, on our website directly on www.lumen.me.me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's my cue. Amazing. Okay. So, and is there any other way for people to connect with you, Daniel, or is the website the best way to go? The website is probably the best, uh, the and best you- way. We're super responsive to yeah. any, to any approach. So and are you guys on social media at all? Like, can people find you on Instagram or Facebook or have you? It's Lumen Metabolism on Instagram, but you can, you can start with the website and, uh, and go from there. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for today. It's been, it's been, it's been a unique podcast, people. We've had many interruptions from different places, um, but it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I look forward to talking to you again, you know, at some later time, once you've moved further along in your evolution and we can talk about new developments and um, where Lumen's going to go next. I'll be happy. I would love that. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or if you'd like to leave any comments or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.